Hi, and welcome back to Reflect Forward. I'm your host, Carrie Siggins, and I'm so glad you are here today. This is an advice from a CEO episode, and I want to talk about persuasion. So the ability to persuade is something that we all need to have as leaders, and some of us are better at it than others. And it's a really important skill for you to learn, right? We need people to buy into the vision, buy into changes that we're making, see the bigger picture. And we can only do that when we have good persuasion skills. Um, My persuasion skills have been tested greatly over the last few weeks. Um, I am negotiating an acquisition and it is a lot of back and forth as we are trying to figure out how is this all going to work? And I've gotten cold feet and the uh, selling company has gotten cold feet. And I've had to really practice that ability to bring people along, to make sure that they feel heard, to see the vision, to buy into it. So then they can get comfortable with the decision. And I have to do that with my team and myself too. So As I've been going through this process, uh, and I've been thinking a lot about the power of persuasion and and how to do it in a way that is healthy and good and makes people feel good uh, throughout the process rather than feeling like they were manipulated or forced to make a decision. So here are my tips on how to be more persuasive. First, use positive language. This is just my tip in life for everything. If you can switch negative language to positive language, it brings people in, right? It includes people instead of saying, well, I don't want to do this, or this is not what we're going to do. Paint the picture of here's what we can achieve together. And when we do all of these things, this is the good that will come from it. So it's a subtle, but really important trick is to use positive language. People are going to be much more persuaded when you, um, when you bring them along rather than scare them, at least in my opinion. Some people are persuaded out of fear, but that feels like manipulation. So I tend to just always try to use positive language. Two, I always make sure I know what I'm talking about. This is really important. If you want people to buy into your idea or your vision or the change that you're trying to create, you need to understand it fully so that you can explain the why. Most people are afraid of change because they don't know what the outcome means for them. And so when they understand the why behind it and what that outcome could look like, they're more easily able to get on board. So paint that picture. Know what you're talking about. Have the outcome in mind and be able to paint that picture for everyone. It's a really important aspect of this. The third thing is listen, right? Power, the power of persuasion is not just about you speaking. It's about you listening. And when you listen carefully and you pick up on the nuances of body language and tone and even particular word choice, you can understand, start to understand what people's concerns might be, where their pushback might come from. And then you can address that when you are responding to them. So I listen carefully. I watch body language. I try to pick up on those nuances and really hear what they have to say so that I can better position myself to address the concerns that they might have. And not in a way to, you know, dismiss those concerns, right? People don't want to hear that. They want to feel acknowledged. Like, okay, I I hear what you're saying. And I understand that. Um, And here's what I would say to that to help you get more comfortable. That's how I would approach it with listening. 
The fourth thing is, and this is another one of my favorites, is just ask questions. Um, it goes hand in hand with listening. But if you pull the thread of people's concerns or worries or lack of buy-in by asking questions, um, you can help them maybe get to the outcome that you're looking for on their own. So you can say, you know, what would success look like for you in this um, change? Or what do you think would make this a better option? And asking their opinion and getting them to um, to get into dialogue about what's happening makes it so much easier to help get them to the outcome that you're looking for. And finally, the last thing is that you need to be willing to compromise. No one wants to have something that is shoved down their throat and uh, and have to accept it without potentially give and take. And so if you really want to persuade somebody to do something or to get on board or to change, you need to be willing to do those same things yourself. So as you're picking up on what they're the cues that they're giving you and you're asking questions and understand their concerns, be willing to give and take a little bit. That's really important to coming to a mutual agreement. And that's where the power of persuasion really comes in. It's not about just getting your way. It's about finding an outcome that everybody can live with that still gets you to where you want to go. So that give and take, that being willing to compromise is a hugely important aspect of being able to persuade people. And then bonus bonus tip here, always follow back up. That's an important thing that people often forget. They're like, okay, great. I got everybody on board with my idea. I persuaded the group. But then people go home and they think a little bit about it. And they're like, oh, I didn't ask this question. And I I should have said this. And if you don't give them the opportunity, people might undermine what they agreed to. So follow back up with people and just be like, hey, just wanted to make sure that you didn't have any additional questions that I could answer about this. Um, I really want to make sure that you feel good about this decision. So let's just talk about it if, if there's anything else that comes up. So I think that's a really important way to make people feel like they're part of part of the change, part of the solution, and not just like, okay, great, I got them to agree, and now I'm moving on. Um, That definitely can cause people to undermine your decisions or, 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 you know, say, oh, maybe I'm not as on board as I fully thought I was because I have these concerns that haven't been addressed. So those are my tips um, to, to help use the power of persuasion for good. Never manipulate. That is the worst thing that you can do. Um, it, it erodes trust. And yes, you might get your way and it might even be a successful outcome, but people want to feel like they are part of an honest decision and they want to feel like they're getting it straight from their leaders, um, not being manipulated into agreeing to something. So make sure that you are coming with peer intentions to the negotiating table, to whatever kind of conversation that you're having, that you're trying to persuade somebody to see it your way or to get on board. That's a really important thing to remember because, um, yeah, you don't like to be manipulated. I don't like to be manipulated. I don't think there's anybody on the planet who likes to be manipulated. All right. I hope that was helpful for the power of persuasion. Um, Now on to my question of the week. So my question of the week came from LinkedIn 
And the um, person asked me, what is one thing that you are doing to ensure Stone Age's success despite all of the global turbulence and uncertainty? And there's lots of things that, um, that I think leaders need to be doing in the face of all of the global uncertainty, right? We're talking about going into a recession and, 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 you know, the world war three could be imminent and, and inflation is still running rampant. Like there's just so many things that we don't know. Um, and so the things that the top thing that I think is important to go into, uh, this fall and into next year is to always remain agile and responsive. We have to be able to adjust when curveballs are thrown at us, right? If COVID-19 taught us anything, it's you've got to be able to adjust on the fly because things can change that fast. And the whole world changed so dramatically with the pandemic. And so I think that's the really important um, those are really important leadership skills to have in these times of uncertainty are our responsiveness and agility, right? So, okay, recession hits. Am I prepared? How am I going to respond? How am I going to, you know, bob and weave through what, what is thrown at me? I have more supply chain issues. Okay. How am I going to be responsive? What changes am I going to make? How do I be agile to be able to make different decisions, right? We're going to have more and more of this continue to happen. And if you want to navigate it successfully, you've got to be willing to be able to change quickly, to really be agile and to respond immediately with strong decision-making, with decisiveness, um, and be willing to pivot and change if you need to. So that's what my recommendation would be. If you really want to navigate what's going to come your way the rest of this year and into 2023, it's be agile, it's be responsive. All right, that's it for uh, advice from a CEO and Reflect Forward. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you like this show, please write a review, rate it, share it, subscribe to it. If you're watching this on my YouTube channel, thank you. Please subscribe. I really appreciate um, all of your feedback and your questions and your engagement helps with all the algorithms. Thanks so much. Have a great day. 